Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. is now being recorded. All right, thank you and uh, thank you all very much for joining us during the OpSense second quarter fiscal 2021 conference call. With us on the call representing the company today are Louis Laflem, OpSense President Chief Executive Officer, and Robin Villeneuve, OpSense Chief Financial Officer. At the conclusion of today's prepared remarks, we'll open the call for a question and answer session. Before we begin with prepared remarks, just a couple of comments. Today's call will contain forward-looking statements that are based on current assumptions and subject to risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially from those projected, and the company undertakes no obligation to update these statements except as required by law. Information about these risks and uncertainties are included in the company's filings, as well as periodic filings with regulators in Canada and the United States, which can be found on CDAR and OpSense's website. Today's discussion will include adjusted financial measures, which are non-IFRS measures. These should be considered as a supplement to and not a substitute for IFRS financial measures. Finally, today's event is being recorded and will be available for replay through both the webcast and conference call dial-in information provided in the press release. With that said, let me turn the call over to Louis Laflem, President, Chief Executive Officer, for OpSense. Louis, please proceed. Thank you, Robert, and good morning to all of you. We are excited to speak with you today for our second quarter fiscal 2021 conference call. Let me also take a minute to greet the French-speaking audience. Bonjour et bienvenue à notre conférence téléphonique d'OpSense pour le deuxième trimestre de l'exercice 2021. Merci beaucoup de vous joindre à nous aujourd'hui. Let's move into the highlights for the quarter. Once again, I'm pleased with the strong progress made by the team at Opsense over the past few months. We add revenue growth on a year-over-year basis, and we once again delivered profitability on both a net income and EBITDAO basis. Please recall the comparison from a year ago were on a pre-COVID basis. So to continue to showing growth during the quarter is quite an achievement. When you break down our sales a bit more and look at our up to water and related FFR and BPR products for the coronary atherosclerosis market, sales increased 17% to 6.1 million. This is a huge testament to the absence team that in the face of continued impact from the pandemic, which has caused closure of several cardiology laboratories, that we continue to grow, to, to grow sales and gain market share. Perhaps even more exciting is that we are seeing growth in nearly all of our key markets. I will touch more on this in a moment. During the quarter, 
We also completed a $28.25 million bond deal, which will help to accelerate our tower development and commercialization program. This was a straight common offering, and the overallotment was fully oversubscribed. I want to thank the many shareholders that participate in the offering and the confidence they showed in the future prospects of offices. We believe the ability to leverage our proprietary OPSIX technology for the benefit of the $4 billion transcatheter replacement of the aortic valve or TAVR market as the ability to be a game changer both for OPSIX but for the cardiac industry as a well. whole. I'm excited to have completed this financing, which will help to accelerate this program for commercialization. I will go into more details in a moment here as well. At a high level, I'm very pleased with the progress made once again uh, this quarter to deliver solid financial results, make key advancements in our development program, and ultimately drive value for physicians, patients, and our investors. Let's dive a bit, a bit deeper into what some of the key drivers were during the second quarter. As I mentioned, sales within our coronary artery stenosis measurement line of business, FFR and BPR, were $6.1 million during the second quarter. Not only is this a 17% increase from the year ago, second quarter, which was unaffected by COVID, but it was also a 15% sequential increase from the first quarter of 2021. We saw strong continued adoption in the US where sales were up 9%. This is a direct result of our concentrated efforts to extend and enhance our market share in the US and the second quarter's results clearly show the results of those efforts are gaining traction. Recently, we signed our second major group purchasing organization, or GPO agreement, to increase our presence in the US. The three-year contract with Vision, one of the country's largest GPOs, provides options flagship product, the Apple Tree, access to over 700 cat labs. More simplistically, this is more than half of the healthcare organizations in the country, ranging from large integrated delivery networks and academic medical centers to community hospitals. We were also awarded Vision New Technology Award. This award, which recognized superior performance of suppliers and distributors across a variety of industries confirms the superior performance of the OptoWire from both a clinical and economical point of view and further concludes that it helps their members achieve their objectives. You may recall that last quarter, we signed our first GPO contract, which provided immediate access to the OptoWire and our services to all their 50 members across the US. Working with hospital systems and GPOs 
has been a key initiative with Tim Hobson, and we are excited to be in a position to serve these two prestigious GPO members. These contracts are a continued recognition that the afterwater improves efficiency and saves significant costs while aligning with our partner's mission to better treat their patients. One very important factor to point out is that of the 9% increase we saw during the quarter of afterwater in the U.S., only a very small portion was attributable to the GPO we signed in October, as we are really just getting ramped up with them. And of course, this, uh, this agreement with Vision was signed just last week, so it did not yet have an impact on the financial results. It is our belief that as we get these GPOs ramped up, coupled with the positive results we are obtaining through our traditional direct marketing channels, that we should see an acceleration of revenues moving forward as we expand our U.S. market share. Outside the U.S., we like the wise at both strong sales performance, but importantly, also achieve a key milestone with the C marking for the Optowire tree. Sales in EMEA were up 15%, while Japan was up 31%, 20% excluding Optomonitor tree sales during the quarter. Similar to what we discussed last quarter, the increase in Japan was generated in part by sales of Optomonitor tree units. We continue to work through the transition period with our partners to facilitate the conversion from Optowire 2 to Optowire 3 in these regions. The C marking for the Optowire 3 yet is another key milestone for the company and continues on our regulatory approvals in US, Japan, Canada, and EMEA. Thanks to the Optowire 3 new design, our guide wire is, a, is even more user-friendly and reliable, which may increase its adoption with EMEA physicians and expand the assessment of cardiovascular artery uh, stenosis using FFR and DPR, which has the ability to result in better diagnosis and treatment for more patients. In just a few weeks that the device has been approved, we have received tremendous feedback from physicians that have transitioned from the upper 2 to the upper 3 saying they consider it an excellent pressure guide wire to assess coronary lesions, measure their severity with great accuracy, treat them when indicated, and confirm effectiveness of the PCI. Further, they state that the Optowire tree provides steerability comparable to workhorse guide wire while providing even more accurate, reliable, and repeatable measurements, and they appreciate the possibility it offers to measure a variety of indices from FFR to non-imperimic pressure ratio, such as absence DPR. Needless to say, the feedback has been very positive. So we are excited by this approval and believe it can help us continue to increase share in these markets. As we look to the rest of the year, while there continues to be certain headwinds with effects from the pandemic, 
Our team are in constant communication with partners, physicians, and distributors, and they generally have a positive outlook for uh, the rest of fiscal year 2021 for a ramp up in optowire and procedures. Overall, we are cautiously optimistic that we have turned the corner as a society with the pandemic and believe we will continue to see improvement within the coronary artery stenosis measurement business with continued growth in North America, EMEA, and Japan. Transitioning to our business partnerships for a moment. As most of you are aware, several companies are integrating absence sensors into their product used in medical application, including Aviamed's integration of our pressure sensor into their, their Impella pump. Our relationship with Aviamed remains strong, and we look, we look forward to many years working together. Overall, when you include our coronary artery stenosis business, plus the contribution from uh, Aviamed for their ventricular assist device, our medical segment sales was $7.8 million during the second quarter. This was a 7% sequential increase from the first quarter and up 7% from the year ago second quarter. Let's now discuss the performance of our industrial segment. Once again, this segment saw very nice performance during the quarter with revenue of just under $1 million. This, this follows up a $1 million in revenue last quarter as well. As a reminder, our industrial segment, leveraging our optical technology and knowledge through our only owned subsidiary called Opsum Solutions, to offer key solutions in optical temperature, pressure, strain, and other parameters for various industries, including aerospace, nuclear, and power electronics. Revenue in the industrial segment was driven by military-related sales as well as sales made as part of our involvement in the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, or ITER, project. ITER is the world's largest nuclear fusion and scientific experiment project with 35 nations currently under construction in southern France, and we are honored to have been selected to be part of this important research project. This program is especially exciting as Absent Solution is supplying our customer RI research instruments with fiber optic absolute and differential pressure sensor that will provide critical information for accurate monitoring of RI's cryogenic valve boxes. The vacuum, the vacuum system for ITER contains several large cryogenic pumps, which need to be supplied with liquid helium via cryogenic valve boxes produced by RI. In total, it is anticipated that there will be a large number of sensors at different levels of the ITER project for which absence sensor technology would be applicable. We are extremely pleased with the back-to-back -back $1 million revenue quarters 
from our option solution operations and believe there is significant potential looking for further out for our optical sensing technology across a wide variety of applications. Let us transition to our lead development program now, Power. If you, if you recall, we looked to capitalize on the expertise we acquired in the development of the OptoWire product for cardiology and develop a strategic plan to launch a commercial product for the transcatheter aortic valve replacement, abbreviated as TAVR or TAVI. In multiple studies, minimally invasive TAVR is shown to be non-inferior or superior to open chest surgical aortic valve replacement, including reduction in hospital stay and decrease in death for both high and low risk patients. These are critical elements in managing healthcare costs and improving patient outcomes. This is the fastest growing segment in cardiology, expected to grow at a 43% compound annual growth rate between 2019 to 2025 to reach $8 billion US, driven by an aging population, better clinical outcomes, and openness to new evidence that people of all health conditions benefit from this minimally invasive treatment. Our Tavar guide wire allows for a single wire to diagnose and deliver the valve, reducing complications, saving time and money through its flawless connectivity capabilities. In fact, it would be the industry's first guide wire that can deliver the valve and allow for continuous pressure measurement. So where do we stand? We continue to make positive progress in our tower development program with our expectations unchanged from what we communicated to you last quarter. We are preparing for our first in-man study, which is planned for this summer. The studies which are designed to review safety will most probably be held at IUCPQ in Quebec City and at the Montreal Art Institute. They are two of the world's most renowned cardiac centers. The studies, which will have 20 patients, are expected to enroll quickly and be completed by the end of the summer. Again, this is a 510K submission, so we need to demonstrate safety and our ability to deliver the valve consistently compared with the predicate device. We will not be conducting any clinical follow-up on patient condition in this study. Again, our expectation is to complete the trial in the summer uh, 2021 with a 5 key submission to happen by the end of, of the calendar year 2021. We are hoping for an initial approval in early 2022 in Canada and a few months after for uh, Europe, US and Europe. We already have completed manufacturing of the devices for the verification and validation phase. We are now doing the appropriate testing on those devices to fulfill the regulatory filing 
document. As I mentioned, the study for approval will be a safety study. However, the benefit of our system is clearly the ability to obtain pressure measurements, utilizing our wire, and to be able to deliver the valve safely. One final point, while we prepare for those regulatory steps, we are also preparing for uh, the ramp up production in anticipation of approval in 2022. We want to be able to hit the ground running uh, next year. So although we are extremely excited about the progress we have made and the potential opportunity of our tower guide wire can bring to the market. I look forward to sharing more with you in 2021 and in future conference calls. So just to recap a bit before I turn it over to Robin for a more thorough review of the financials, I am pleased with the overall progress made during the second quarter of fiscal 2021. Total revenue was up 7%, led by 17% growth in coronary stenosis revenues. Nearly every key region showed growth during the quarter, and we once again achieved profitability on a net income basis. We made key commercial progress in the U.S. through the signing of our second major GPO agreement and obtained seed marking for the Optowire tree, allowing us to bring our next generation solution to the large EMEA market. We also took the important step to significantly bolster the balance sheet through a $28.75 million bought deal transaction, whose over allotment was completely exercised to allow us to accelerate development of our next TAVR development program. I want to thank all of our employees for their hard work and dedication during the quarter as we truly have accomplished a number of very important milestones and developments. But most importantly, there is a lot of work ahead of us, and I'm confident we are up to the challenge. Let me now turn the call over to Robin for a, re a review of the second quarter 2021 results. Robin? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you, Louis, and thanks to everyone joining us on the call. The company reported sales of $8.8 million in the second quarter of fiscal 2021, compared with $8.3 million in the same period of fiscal 2020, an increase of 7%. This also compared to $8.3 million in the first quarter of fiscal 2021. Sales in the medical segment, which encompass both our coronary artery stenosis measurement line of business, FFR and DPR, and OEM, which is mainly 
our agreement with Abiomed for integration of our pressure sensor into their Ampela pump totaled $7.8 million. This was an increase of about $480,000 or 7%. FFR related sales were up 17% while the OEM sales were down about $415,000. Sales in the industrial segment totaled $979,000 during the second quarter compared to sales of $908,000 for the same period in 2020 and compared to $1 million in the sequential first quarter. We initially believed we would not repeat another $1 million revenue quarter in our industrial segment, but continue to be pleasantly surprised by the adoption of our technology in a number of applications. However, I do want to reiterate what we mentioned last quarter, which is we do not expect another 1 million type quarter again in the third quarter in our industrial segment. Many of the projects which have longer-term potential are still a bit further away from the larger ramps. So I just want to reiterate our question on expectations there. When you look at gross margins, they were up slightly to 52% in this year, second quarter, compared to 51% in the year ago, second quarter. We expect to see our gross margins further increase once we will have fully implemented up to war three in EMEA and Japan. From an operating expenses standpoint, we continue to efficiently manage the business with overall operating expenses decreasing by $1.2 million during the second quarter of fiscal 2021 compared to the second quarter of fiscal 2020. The decrease is largely explained by lower sales and marketing expenses when compared to last year related to the adjustment of the size of our direct sales force in the United States due to COVID-19. Also, please note we did recognize a non-refundable contribution under the CEWS or Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy Program for an amount of just under $110,000. You will see this recognized under other income on the income statement. EBITDA, which we define as net income plus financial expenses, depreciation of PP&E and right of use assets, amortization of intangible assets, and stock-based compensation costs was a positive $29 million in the second quarter of 2021, compared with a loss of $0.7 million in the second quarter of 2020, a $1.6 million improvement. Looking at net income, we had a profit of $41,000 in the second quarter of 2021, compared with a net loss of $1.4 million in the year ago second quarter. 
the improvement is mainly due to a $300,000 increase in gross margin as a result of an increase in sales and a $1.2 million decrease in operating costs. Finally, as we mentioned, we completed a $28.75 million bought deal financing in February 2021. Inclusive of the financing, we had a $39.3 million of cash and cash equivalent as of February 28, 2021. With that, I will turn the call over to Louis. Thank you, Robin. Operator, let me now turn the call over to any question. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.